Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Yesterday, we had some real drama unfold <laughs> when we uh, arrived at work and there was a, a gift for me, said uh, Craig from uh, Dust to Dawn Brewery, and it was uh, supposed to be a six-pack of beer all attached together with those plastic things on each can at the top of the can, and there was only four there. And I was beside myself that I I was sure somebody had taken a couple of beers from me, and it just seemed like such a violation. I was really bothered by it, and I shared that aggravation on the air because I just thought... This thing was labeled with my name on it. It had a little uh, paper clip uh, attached to it with my name on this piece of paper. I just thought, who would ever look into a bag with somebody else's name on it, see that there's beer in there or anything, and decide, oh, I'm just going to take some for myself? Right. It's just not something I would have ever done, and I couldn't believe a coworker had done that. And I thought, because I'm a fool, I thought my pally lucky would support me in this. Hey, that's a real drag that somebody took those beers from you. But no, that's not the support I got. Instead, I got a pouty, sulky, thin-skinned egomaniac who was just pissed because he didn't get free beer as well. Right. Do you well, remember how this played out? I, I, I vaguely. Okay, well, let me remind you. First and foremost... There's a very tiny violin I have playing for you right uh, now with your tears. Uh-huh. Because from dusk till dead to me, or whatever the hell this brewery's called, <laughs> the morning show is called Craig Venn and Lucky. But we know who the star is. Um, and we had a full-blown conversation <laughs> about beer. The two of us had a conversation about beer. And then they decide, yeah. out of this, yeah. to send only you. No. Beer. Well, you know. Listen, you've said it before in your life. You've been pretty lucky. Sometimes you're going to lose. And it went on. Like for seven minutes. I I left the radio station. Bitter, obviously. (laughs) Just like our old beer. Right. Oh, I'm the bitter guy. Right, yeah. And uh, and I got in the car, and uh, Adrian had sent me a text saying, call me. Which is <laughs> not going. usually a good thing. Uh, and she's like, I wasn't listening this morning, but just heard the end there. Um, just so you know, there's four beer in the garage for you. I brought them home yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? She's like, yeah. I was like, I've been slagging these guys all morning. Yeah. Yeah, I think you owe them a huge, huge apology. I might have to renew my vows at the Dusk to Dawn Brewing Company and Wedding Venue. I would think that somebody from that brewery should send somebody their muscle, if they've got anybody on staff, (laughs) they should send them directly to your house and demand the return of the beer. (laughs) Well, I got 28 of them, so it's... uh... (laughs) <laughs> I got lots to give, Greg. You know what? And, and I, unlike you, would be happy for you. 
I know that anytime anybody gets sure, he sees a lucky sees a homeless person on the street getting a scrap of food. He's jealous that they got something he didn't get. <laughs> Wait a minute, you'd be happy for me. You have set up an elaborate scheme trying to catch someone for taking your two beers. You set up a mouse trap here in the station. I still think yes, they did. those beers out for someone to catch them. It's like a home alone in here. I yeah, I thought for sure I was going to be down to two beers. <laughs> But there's still four in there. Now, but I still think there's something afoot. Because if you got four right. and I got four uh-huh. in containers that are built for six, yes. why would this brewery only send four? Well, I think they have four different uh, brands. Okay. They have four different beers. They're all on a wedding theme because it's a wedding venue. So why wouldn't they, they have their own? Why wouldn't they have cracked off those other two ends. It looks I don't, like we're missing two beers. It does look, yes, it looks oddly strange. That, because I, I know with our brew, the 949 The Rock Hard Lager, yeah. you get four in a four-pack, yeah. but there's just four uh, like holders. Yeah. And again, very appreciative. Thank you very much, guys. Right. It was very kind of you to do. And if they've only got four brands, then that's all they got. But I have a feeling that somebody's Pulled us something here. I think they've taken two off of yours and two off of mine. They've left us at the altar with yes. the, with two missing. Now, if your wife Adrian took your beers home, I think maybe you got eight beers now. I, what? I bet what? she popped two off of mine, <laughs> two off of mine. Yeah, yeah. I think you're sitting with eight beers, and I don't like it. Anyhow, uh, I I will take my beer home today, and. Uh, what I would really appreciate is if any and all advertisers here at 94.9 The Rock <laughs> want to send me free stuff. You, just, you specifically? Spor- just sporadically. All right. You know, a free dinner here, a free something there. The the mental anguish it would cause Lucky. Right. The meltdown that I would watch in front of me uh-huh. would be like a four-year-old on the floor of a grocery store. <laughs> Well, it's uh, probably safe to assume that Bob Barker had quite a bit of money. And according to uh, TMZ, most of it being left to charity. Not surprisingly, that includes a lot of animal welfare organizations. Imagine that. Yep. And Bob's rep says he spent a lot of time in his last days watching TV. Reruns of Two and a Half Men were among his favorite. Oh, it's like you. There's something Bob and I have in common. (laughs) I just hope I'm not in my final days. He occasionally checked out the prices right every now and then and thought Drew Carey was doing a good job. All right. So Bob was going a little senile. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one of us. Um, on a related note, CBS will air an hour-long special tomorrow night called The Price is Right, a tribute to Bob Barker, and Drew will host. Oh, really? Should have Adam Sandler hosting. They seem to be better friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Meg Ryan, of course, is rom-com royalty, thanks to things like You've Got Mail and When Harry Met Sally. And she's uh, getting back to what she does best. She stars with David Duchovny in What Happens Later. Hits theaters in October. They play executives who get snowed in together in an airport. Ooh. And something tells me things go okay for them. Right. Uh, this time, though, Meg directed and co-wrote it. She says, sometimes there's a question of will they be together or will they not be together? Right. For that reason, the movie sort of evolves the rom-com genre just a little bit. She says it's also about old people and it's still romantic and sexy. So 
Hmm. <clears throat> Look for that in your theaters. <sighs> she had such a cuteness factor to her. And then she let the doctors get to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just watching um, Club Random with Bill Maher, and he had uh, John uh, Mellencamp with him. It was a terrific, uh, terrific interview. And they dated for a very long time. Now, he talked about a girlfriend he's been seeing for about seven months, so I guess... Him and Meg are long since done. Gotcha. But I remember seeing photos of the two of them together, and she almost started looking like him, <laughs> which isn't a good thing. <laughs> I will certainly, um, I will certainly watch this podcast. It's called Strike Force Five, and the hosts of this podcast are Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Seth Meyers, and John Oliver. Holy Five cow! Five late night hosts all teaming up for this podcast. All proceeds will benefit their staffers who are out of work because of the writer's strike. Okay. Launches today on all major platforms. There will be at least 12 episodes. Are they going to try and outdo each other uh, on on that? There might be a lot of talking over each other. I mean, I know you really like the Smartless podcast. Mm-hmm. And that is Jason Bateman uh, with Will Arnett. And Sean Hayes. And Sean Hayes from Will and & Grace. Uh, and, and while at times it's very funny, sometimes it's just... The, the strokes that they give each other or, or talk about themselves so much that I, I find it almost difficult to listen to. It's, it's more so with the celebrities. I was, uh, listening to one the other day with a neurologist, a man named Sam Harris. Uh, he's a scientist. He's a neurologist. He's a very smart man. And they were talking about afterlife and death and consciousness. And it was very kind of smart. And I enjoyed it. It got a little deeper than I could normally uh, swim. But at least they weren't just stroking him constantly and telling mm. him how much they loved him. It gets a little much there. The worst, though, is uh, that uh, Fly on the Wall podcast with um, David Spade and Dana Carvey. Okay. They can't stop talking over one another. Right. Like the poor person who has to edit that thing. <laughs> And, and, and yes, they are all edited, yes. Yeah, and Dana Carvey <laughs> loves to talk about himself as much as you think Will Arnett and those guys oh, do. Oh, really? At least Will Arnett and Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes, they make fun of one another. Yes. I, Dana Carvey's ego, and I wonder if that was part of the problem that went down between him and Mike Myers. Mm. Because obviously Mike Myers came out of the Wayne and Garth stuff as the star. Right. And uh, and he was known to have an ego as well. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, if you're into podcasts and everybody seems to be either listening to podcasts or has one. Right. People ask us, you should do a podcast. I go, well, we do vote for four hours a day. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we would have nothing left to say. That's right. Our podcast would be very boring. They want to they hear the off air. This with the swearing. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's the podcast. But honestly, if you want the inside scoop. Off air, we barely speak to one another. <laughs> and that's not a lie. I love this idea. Everyone's been annoyed by some kid, some brat on an airplane. Even if you're a parent and you've got your own kid on the plane, somebody else's kid's going to drive you crazy. Yeah, well, because the, you, you comment on their parenting mm-hmm. at that point. Look at my angels. <laughs> Sitting next to me. When you've got them drugged up <laughs> on their devices. Yeah, that's right. I uh, I said it before, I'll say it again. I think it's a, a crime, everybody involved, to take a, a young child, a baby, on a long flight. You're just there to torture 
everybody else. Now, you know my disdain for children. Well, yes, you have, uh, your patience is below zero. I, 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 w- I would suggest if I owned an airline, I would just say no children. Oh, adults only air? Uh, yes. Wow. And the fun could begin. <laughs> I'd have smoking on there, be like 1970s again. <laughs> Anyhow, there's a, an airline that's going to introduce adult only zones. So not adult only flights, but at least zones on the flight. Okay. And this is for flights lasting up to 10 hours. I guess that, you know, something like, you know, on the go, they've got the quiet zone, mm-hmm. which is more geared towards that, like keep your. Your family or your rowdiness away from there. The airline says it's intended for travelers traveling without children and for business travelers who want to work in a quieter environment. It's not meant to be anti-parent, they say. They claim parents will also be breathing a sigh of relief because they could worry less about reactions from fellow passengers when their child is crying. I don't know. I haven't been on a plane in a long time with a really kind of crying nonstop baby. But I, I don't think I could hold, like, I, I would stare that parent down with mm. such anger. And I know it's not their fault, but I just get so upset, upset so fast these days. Right. Like, I have to really, great example this morning. I'm driving in. Now, I go along uh, a little stretch of a residential road before I get to a main road, and I hang a right. Every morning, same thing. Hang that right, head to work. This morning. There's a guy, just as I get up off the, the residential road to the main road, he's just starting to cross the street. <laughs> so I'm immediately furious because I have to now come to a full stop right? and wait like, oh, I don't know, eight seconds? <laughs> eight seconds? I'm in a nice, cozy car. This guy's walking. He's probably going to work or heading to the bus uh-huh. or something. But I, I, I can't give this guy eight seconds. No. You're in my way. No. Infuriating. I know. And I say to myself, don't be like that, Craig. Don't be that guy. You know, last year I was flying. I think it was I was going to Winnipeg for a game. And uh, and I got to the airport and I got to what I thought was my gate. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and I sat down. I was just, you know, waiting for things. It was a little bit early. Uh, and so, you know, you've got to wait there like an hour, hour and a half by the time you get there because right. you're getting so early. And all I could see were kids running around this waiting area. Oh, no. And I was like, why the hell are all these families going to Winnipeg? <laughs> what the hell is going on? And it was it was like a full-on play gym going on. Oh, like, I... like, and and uh, to which point you kind of say, okay, we'll get the energy out now. Yeah. As hopefully they sleep on the entire bloody flight. But I just remember sitting there going, what the hell is going on? And finally, one of the producers called. He's like, Hey, are you on this flight? Like, why, why aren't you here? And I realized I was at the wrong gate. Like, thank, I was at like the D instead of the B. Like, thank God when I got there. Now, speaking of flights to Winnipeg, with this new hockey league, is there going to be a ladies uh, team in uh, Winnipeg? No, not yet. Oh, damn it. I hope they get one and I hope they hire you for play by play. What markets are they going to be in? Uh, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa. Boston, New York City, and Minneapolis. Oh, call Minneapolis, please. <laughs> please. I want Craig, you. I'm in Brainerd. Can I come back? <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, with these adult zones, in the, they'll be in the front section of the flight, and it will be, they say, separated from the rest of the plane using walls and curtains. Listen, you got a screaming kid. you got to fortify that front. 
Right. I mean, you need soundproofing. Yeah, no doubt. You got a screaming kid on one flight, you can hear that little brat on another <laughs> flight. Here's another reason why Tom Brady is insufferable. He's got a mental fitness coach. <laughs> of course he does. Um, maybe the mental fitness coach could have talked him down about that final season of playing football. But anyhow, this mental uh, fitness coach has written a book called Stay Sane in an, in an Insane World, How to Control the Controllables and Thrive. Okay. He's just got tips. Tips about how to live your life to the fullest. At the top of his list, uh, list, discover the power of breathing. He says it sounds simple, but it's underrated. Start by taking five deep, slow breaths. Breathe in and hold. Then as you exhale, uh, think about letting go of all your stress and anxiety. And and I, you know, I can tell you, in life, whenever you're going through a, a stressful time, sometimes just taking a moment, doing a little bit of deep breathing exercise, I, I you can feel sometimes the stress just releasing from your body hmm i know you have no anxiety or stress so you've never had to deal with no i just think it's a lot easier for tom brady to breathe through his millions (laughs) yeah (laughs) i uh i had to reach out (laughs) or breathe through divorcing one supermodel and moving on to the next yeah that doesn't show up in this mental fitness coach top tips (laughs) so maybe that is the top tip maybe go from one supermodel to the next that's right yeah that's all you need and speaking of stress, I've been going through quite a bit of it in the last year, still dealing with settling my uh, father's estate. And so mm. with that, I've been covering a lot of his debt that I didn't know about. <laughs> but no stress here. Uh, so uh, so I called the bank the other day because I've been leaning on my line of credit to cover his monthly bills, his condo fees and such, right. until it all gets settled. And uh, I noticed I was... I was creeping close to the tipping point on the uh, line of credit. Gotcha. So I reached out to uh, to my bank uh, manager, and boy, I said, "Can I maybe get like another ten grand on top of my line of credit? Because once this is all settled, I'll clear it up." Right. Boy, she got back to me fast on that. You want to borrow money? They're right there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They're right there. You want? You need any help, like, I don't know, with interest rates strangling you? Gotcha. Crickets. You can't breathe through that. No. <laughs> you Oh, you want more money. All right. Here, how much? Let's, 10, let's go 100. Wow. You know. Anyhow. Yeah, so there's moments like that when I have to hang up the phone and just do some deep breathing. Uh-huh. Uh, identify in your life what's working and what's not. How do you spend your time? Who are you spending it with? And are those things building you up or sabotaging you? Hmm. Sabotaging me, I think. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> because you sabotaged me. <laughs> How did I sabotage you? I'm not, I'm not the one drowning in debt and throwing you an anchor. <laughs> because you, you wish ill will upon me. <laughs> no way, I, I do that to you. Right. <laughs> Give 100%, 100% of the time. Well, this is when I'm done with this guy. Because, <laughs> you know, put the cookies in the shelf or whatever the hell right. that thing is. Hmm. Although they do, I do give him credit for only saying 100%. Right. Because he's not one of these give you 110, 120% guys. What do you think on average most days we give? 60? Like on this show? On the, oh, this show? 40? <laughs> if you're lucky. If we really try, it'd be great. I say we're paid for our effort. Yeah. <laughs> 
Do <laughs> so I really try if you're really only going to get about no. 40% of what you're given? <laughs> NHL hockey, the guy's gone 72 hours out in prep time. Here, 30 seconds before the song ends. <laughs> and even that's striking. Pushing it. Uh, master yourself. That's master yourself. Yes. Uh, it should be a goal to become uh, a world expert on at least one subject, you. Mm. That means being critical, but also being your own best friend. Decide to change. Being able to pivot and make changes is why we're unique and amazing. Human beings can decide to shift and change, to reinvent themselves, to discover a whole new approach to their lives. In other words, you're in control, but only if you decide to be. These are all Tom Brady's life coaches? Yeah, this is the mental fitness guy. Wow. Sounds all a little... uh, A lot going on there. Power out there. Yeah. Hug a tree. I guess you get time to listen to all this when your personal chef is making you lunch. Sure, yeah. Uh, Tom Brady's favorite mantra he got from this guy is, if it is to be, it's up to me. He likes it because those are the only words he can spell. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes he stumbles on the B. All two-letter words. He can smell me because that's all he thinks about. (laughs) And uh, realize it's perfectly okay to not be perfect. Give 100% always, but never expect perfection. And remind yourself that your job is what you do, not who you are. He says he even had to tell Mr. Brady, you're more than football. Really? And at the end, marry a supermodel. Yeah. <laughs> As you said, that was the final tip. But I agree with you. It should be number one. All fellas at some point have had an awkward moment at the public urinal, whether there's somebody else who's uh, <clears throat> causing some trouble or maybe giving you the stare down. A bunch of people were uh, sharing stories about those awkward moments at the urinal. And uh, first up was the... The fading memories, but not fading enough or quick enough, of the trough toilets. Oh. Like they used to have in Maple Leaf Gardens and I believe in uh, some NFL stadiums still, the Bills. There was a guy who shared a story with us earlier. Yeah, I don't know if it's at the new or the old must be Ralph the old. Wilson. I can't imagine any stadium built within the last 30 years would still have the trough. But we were talking about this earlier, and Andrew said, yeah, he he saw a drunk guy get cheered on to dive through the trough at a Bills game. Oh, my God. And he was drunk enough to do it. That is beyond gross. Like, and for women who don't know what it is, it was like a big, massive wash basin uh, about knee height filled with what looked like ice. Basically. Right. Uh, and it was tipped one direction. I, I think the Maple Leaf Garden ones was like eight or ten feet long, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can fit a lot of dudes around it. Oh. I mean, from a uh, moving them along standpoint, it was good. Right. Because most bathrooms now, you got like a dozen urinals, maybe if you're lucky, mm-hmm. and uh, about half a dozen stalls, you know, at, at a fairly big bathroom. But at a sporting event or a rock concert, you see the lineup. For the bathroom. Yes, men's and women's. Yeah, yeah, that's why uh, someone said they have seen women using urinals Whoa. at concerts because their line was too long. Wow. Now, I don't know a whole lot about the female anatomy. It's tough to do. How do they, I guess it's squat. 
It's just uh, a, a turn around and squat. Is it, there's the turn and bend, or I guess there's some sort of high split thing. <laughs> we know nothing. I don't know. I yet made two babies each. <laughs> we don't know what goes on down there. We have no idea. <laughs> a guy in IT said that a coworker walked up to the urinal next to him and started talking about a tech problem while they were both peeing. I will, in our bathroom here at the radio station, there is mm-hmm. one urinal... No, two two urinals. urinals, one stall. Yes. When I open that second door, if I see in the mirror or I see a coworker, say you're in there or somebody else, in I turn around and leave. Even if they're in a stall. Okay. If I know, because the stall here, the door is always, almost always open. If I see it closed, I won't even bend to look to see if I see feet. I'll just turn around and leave. You won't use a urinal next to the stall? No. no. Really? No. No, I, uh, I got, ah, I've I, walked all that way. I'm not turning around. I got problems. I'll go downstairs to the bathroom. Oh, my there. goodness. Got a good flush down there. Performance anxiety? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lucky, I just don't want you to have something else to be jealous about me about. <laughs> right. <laughs> Someone said a guy once complimented my watch while I was peeing. Okay. That's awkward because you shouldn't be looking over at, at all. all. No, at all. And certainly if you did, don't talk about it. I just hate the whole urinal thing. Like, you know, you got to lean in close and then you've undone your belt and it's touching the side of the, the urinal. Got to make sure it's not slid into the urinal by mistake. Right. There's the spray back and you see guys with beers on top of the urinal. It's also gross. I ran into an awkward situation once when I went into a bathroom and there were five urinals there and there were two dudes who were uh, talking, already obviously buddies, and they were talking, and they were both going. But one took urinal one, mm. and the other took urinal four. Oh, that's, uh, that's right? awkward, yeah. And, I mean, I had to go. So I went to, like, urinal five, like the far end. Okay. Right? To which the one guy next to me turns to his buddy and is like, I don't know why anyone would come up to next somebody beside him. And I'm like, dude, you left... <laughs> yeah, you don't own the bathroom when it's you every walk other. into it. Yeah. Go to every other one. You also got a problem too if if you go to a urinal and uh, there's somebody beside you, and you're left-handed, which is my thing, and the other guy's right-handed. Now you're bumping elbows, maybe. How close are you? Very close. <laughs> How wide is your elbow? Very big. <laughs> what, Everything what are you, about me. You doing a chicken wing to try and... <laughs> what is going on? I'm shaped like a chicken. <laughs> uh, some guys talked about poorly designed bathrooms where you see someone at a urinal from outside when the door swings open. All right, okay. Um, another guy talked about how... Uh, there are some urinals or men's bathrooms where the urinals are facing each other with a wall. It's only about four feet tall. A half so you're, wall. You're looking at one another. I, you know what? Was I was at a university. There was a really weird thing in the in the uh, men's change room where the showers uh, had like the half wall, but only going at the top. Hmm. So basically, you'd be standing across from someone. You couldn't see their face, but you could only see the bottom half. From, like, stomach down. Which is exactly what you don't want to see. That's right. At a station I worked at once, we had, in the men's bathroom, there was just one toilet and one urinal. And it was built like a like a home bathroom. So there was no... Uh, you, could, you could be sitting on the can, and someone would walk in, and they'd use the urinal, and you're right there out in the open. Right. So we, we complained. And so management put up this one little wall between the urinal and the stall, just this one bathroom wall. 
it still did nothing to solve the problem. <laughs> Anyhow. Someone Google, uh, texted that the, um, for ladies at the urinal, there is something called the Shiwi. Oh. Which I really don't want to Google. Well, we have to look that up now. <laughs> the Shiwi, I have to see what that's about. What is a Assuming shiwi? it's some sort of funnel. Yeah, or oh, maybe like a uh, squatty potty. Right. Oh, yeah, it is. It's a funnel. It's like a... Oh, they come in different colors. There's pink and green. You can get one uh, for eight uh, from. They go from about eight dollars to about seventeen dollars. Now mm-hmm. the seventeen one looks very elaborate. It comes actually. Oh, this is a good one because then you, if you're uh, say in the car, or even on a golf course, I guess you know the ladies they can't yes. they like to squat and pee in the woods. This has like a container and a funnel, so you can pee into the container. Well, I know what Maria's getting for Christmas. <laughs> the Shiwi. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.